0: Well, welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day so far, wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this. It is great to be here with you. Hey, we exist to help you get to where from where you are to where God wants you to be. And today I got some, uh, some encouraging content for you today. It's a little bit different uh, podcast today. Um, I believe that what I'm going to share with you is just going to be a a cup filler uh just some encouragement for you and um I know not all of our listeners are necessarily uh believers or Christ followers but I still think that you will get some value from this uh even if you're not uh, I want to share um a passage of scripture that I've been thinking about meditating on uh personally for myself that's just been uh very encouraging very helpful uh to me especially with everything going on in the world today and um, all the negative things and discouraging things happening in the world—it's tough. It's tough to stay encouraged. It's tough to stay uh, in in the right mindset and and to continue to have a positive attitude. So, really, this is kind of a, this podcast is a little personal, uh, just something I've been thinking about uh, to keep myself encouraged. And so, I just wanted to share it with you. The verse I wanted to uh, look at today is from First Peter chapter one, verse seventeen. And I'll just read that to you. It says, and remember that the heavenly father whom you pray to has no favorites, which is pretty cool. God, God doesn't play favorites. He loves me, he loves you. Um then it says, He will judge or reward you according to what you do, which is interesting. There, there's uh there's not a lot of people today who are living with that awareness that we will one day be judged for our life. We'll stand before God and, uh, he will evaluate our lives. That's, that's kind of sobering. That's good. It's good, good for human beings to be aware of that. Uh, and then Peter says, so in light of that, you must live in reverent fear of him, which is interesting. Reverent fear. The Bible talks a lot about fearing God. Um, That idea can be uh, misunderstood. Um, Does it mean to be afraid of God? What what does that mean to fear God, to live in reverent fear of him? I think mostly it means that we are to live with an awe and respect, deep respect for God. Peter says, so you must live in reverent fear of him. Why? Because he's going to judge your life. Like he has the final say over my life. He's going to reward me or judge me. He's going to reward you or judge you. So live in reverent fear of him, of that day, when you stand before him. And then Peter adds this. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as, and then he says this, temporary residence. The Greek word there is parakoya or parakia. I don't really know how to say that. Um, It it simply means to be a foreigner, to be a sojourner, to live in a land that is not your home. That's what Peter says. He says, live in reverent fear during your time here on earth as sojourners, as a temporary resident. That's what I've been thinking about this last month. What does it look like to be a temporary resident on this planet? to be a sojourner to be one that is living in a land that is not his home that's that's the calling on the life of of a believer the apostle paul wrote these words in philippians chapter 3 verse 20 he says but we are citizens of heaven where the lord jesus lives in other words we're not citizens first and foremost of the united states or whatever country you live in yes we are citizens, but first and foremost, we're citizens of heaven, meaning this is not our true home. And Paul says, we, eagerly, we are eagerly waiting for him, for Jesus to return as our Savior. That's Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. I want to share with you a couple of thoughts uh, today that have been encouraging my heart, um, because I've been thinking about what does it really mean to be to live as a temporary resident, one who is a sojourner? First of all, I believe it means that we're just passing through. This world is not our home. And so, because of that, the things of this world, they just don't mean that much to us. They just don't mean that much to me. Why? Because this is not my home. We're just sojourners. We're just passing through. So, what are the things that this world really values? well, reputation and possessions and achievements and physical appearance. and You know what this world values. And a sojourner just does not value those things very much. It's not that they don't value them at all. It's just that those are not the primary objectives of his life as a temporary resident. Because why? Because you're just passing through. This This world is not our permanent home. So because of that... Our hope is not in this world. We're not staying. In verse 13, Peter says this, put all of your hope in the gracious salvation that will come when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Our hope is supposed to be in Christ, not in this life. But unfortunately, so many times we consider ourselves permanent residents. We live here. This is our home. And all of our hope is in the things that this world has to offer. And the Apostle John said to do the exact opposite. Listen to what he said in First John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. He says, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Wow, that's a powerful statement. For the world offers, watch this, only a craving for physical pleasure, which we see everywhere, A craving for everything we see with our eyes and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. And this world, watch this, is fading away. It's not going to be here forever. And everything that people crave will also fade away. But anyone who does uh, does what pleases the Father, pleases God, will live forever. John says... Our focus is not supposed to be on the things that this world offers, a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, material possessions, the pride in our achievements. But most people that we know, most people that we see, most people we work with, they're caught up in hoping in the things of this world. But as a temporary resident, as a sojourner, as a foreign, a person living in a foreign land, that's not supposed to be where our hope lies. We're supposed to hold things lightly here. There's a passage in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, uh, where the writer of Hebrews is talking to a group of Christian people, uh, trying to remind them to stay focused on God and keep their faith the primary focus of their life. And this is what he says to, the, to, to them, because they were at that particular time, this particular time in history when Hebrews was written, there was a, a bunch of persecution going on and Christians were being abused and killed. And he says this, you suffered along with those who were thrown in jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. Imagine that. Imagine having everything stolen out of your house and you accept it with joy. How could you do that? Listen to what he says next. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. See, that's how you that's how you live when you're when you're a, a sojourner, when you're a temporary resident, when stuff is, is stolen from you. Not that you want it to get stolen, but when it is stolen, when you lose things, when things break down, when. When physical possessions go away, it, it, it's not a big deal. Why? Because this is not, your your hope is not in this life. You're just passing through. Now that just encourages me. I don't know if it encourages you. <laughs> it, it it allows me to put my hope in the proper place. What does it look like to be a sojourner? You're just passing through. You're just, this world's not our permanent home. Secondly, second thought I have for you, what does it look like to be a sojourner? Your concern is on what God is doing now. Like, what's God up to? What's he doing? Not what do I want to do, not what's my dreams, my goals, my aspirations, what, what do I want to do today, but I wonder what God is doing. That's, that's what a, a temporary resident thinks about. Listen to what Paul said in Colossians chapter 3. He said, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things on earth. See, as a temporary resident, your focus is on the things that God is doing, what God is involved in, the activity of the kingdom. Jesus put it like this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. See, the Gentiles are those who don't know God. They get that, They put that in the reverse order. They seek all the things of this world first. That's what their minds and hearts are focused on. But with Christ followers, we're supposed to be focused on what is God up to, the kingdom activity, advancing the kingdom. What is God doing? What does he want to do today? It's actually in the prayer. Those of you who have memorized the Lord's prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. That's supposed to be the posture of our hearts. We're interested, first and foremost, in God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what a temporary resident is thinking about. That's what's on on the top of their list. God, what do you want to do today? And when you ask that question, or when you take that posture, what you're going to find is that god is going to communicate to you that he wants to help people that's what he that's what's on his mind and so most likely when you say lord i want your will to be done on earth as it is done in heaven i want to be involved in what you're doing there's going to be a person he's going to want you to help, assist. There's going to be some kind of service he's going to want you to provide to alleviate the pain of some person or group of people. There's, there's, there's just, you're going to be involved in some labor of love for a fellow human being. That's what God is trying to do. He's trying to build his family. He's trying to include as many people as possible into his family. That's what a temporary resident is thinking about. They're not thinking about accumulating more stuff and they're not thinking about riches and fame and fortune. They're not thinking about their next vacation. Not that there's anything necessarily wrong about thinking about your next vacation or accumulating possessions or money. It's just that that's not the primary focus of a temporary resident. Number three, number three. Your concern is the next life, not this life. A temporary resident is not thinking constantly about their human existence on this planet. They're thinking about their eternal existence and what's it going to be like when I die. Jesus tells this story in Luke chapter 12. Um, a man comes to Jesus and says, hey, can you, get, can you tell my brother to divide up the inheritance? And, you know, he, Jesus can tell this guy's just being greedy you know so he responds he says hey beware of all kinds of greed you know man's life does not consist in the things that he that he that he possesses you know you you aren't what you own you know don't 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 be fooled like the most important people aren't the people that have the most stuff essentially is what jesus is saying there and then jesus tells a story to illustrate that he says there's this really rich guy that has this bumper crop and, and, and he's got, so, you know, so much, you know, overflow and abundance that he doesn't know what to do. So he sits down and he says, you know what, I'm just going to build bigger barns from, to store all my wealth and all my grain and all my stuff. And, and then Jesus says that night, God says to this rich man who's build, built bigger barns to hold more of his stuff, your soul is required. And He dies. And then Jesus says this, powerful, powerful statement. Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. What is Jesus saying here? Is he saying that it's evil to accumulate possessions? You know, if you're not reading this carefully, you could, you could come to that conclusion, but that's not what Jesus is saying. He's not saying that. He's not saying that it's evil to be rich. He's not saying it's evil to have a lot of stuff. He's not saying that. He's saying it's absolutely foolish to only do that and to only be focused on being rich and accumulating possessions and to be absolutely poor when it comes to being in a relationship with God. That is the an utterly foolish mistake to make, to be poor towards God. In other words... When you're a temporary resident, when you're a sojourner, when you're living in a foreign land, your focus must be, how can I be wealthy towards God? How can I be in a rich relationship with God, first and foremost, and then provide for my family and run a business and accumulate possessions or whatever? Jesus would would go on to say, let me explain it like this, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. What is he What is he saying? He's saying you're going to live forever. So let's make investments in your eternity, into eternity. Don't just focus on the 65, 75, if you're lucky, 85 years that you have here on earth, because that's going to come to an end. And then you're going to have to give your wealth away to whoever and you know life is over don't be don't be so short short short-sighted you got to think long term you got to think you know you're going to live forever and there is actually a way to make investments into eternity so that your riches will last forever how do you do that well it's going to come back to what i said in number two which is being involved in what god is involved in helping people how do you how do you lay up treasures in heaven? How do you store that up? How do you have a rich relationship with God? Well, you love your neighbor as yourself. You invest in people, you give back, you serve people, you help people, you meet needs of people. That is how you lay up treasures for yourself in heaven. A person is who is a sojourner in this life is not caught up in the things of this world. They're not falling in love with possessions and money and and it's not evil to have those things. That's just not where their, where their heart is. A person who is a sojourner, uh, a temporary resident, they are focused on what God is, what's, what's God doing right now, and they try to align themselves with God's activity, which is going to most likely be some type of service to a fellow human being. And then number three, a sojourner, a temporary resident, is focused on storing up treasures in heaven. They're focused on the next life, not this life. What are some of the benefits? Why has this been an encouragement to me personally? Um, I tell you what, just just really simply put, the first one is that this type of thinking, thinking like a temporary resident, it helps me to not get overwhelmed with this life. Like there's a lot going on right now in our world, and if if this world was the only world that there was, or ever will be, man, it's pretty. It's getting pretty hopeless out there. Pretty dark almost as if um, something has shifted and I don't talk about the devil a lot but it's almost as if, as if the devil is just kind of covering the world with uh, hatred and anger and violence and man I don't know if I'm if I'm the only one seeing that out there but I see it and so if I if if I'm a permanent resident of this planet, of this, you know, it, it, it ain't looking good. Like there's lots of reasons to be discouraged, angry, overwhelmed, depressed. But if this world is temporary, and I'm just passing through, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not staying here. This isn't my home, man. I hope it gets better, and I want to try to be part of uh, of making it better. Uh, which, by the way, our world would become way better if if people would submit themselves to God and align themselves with, with what God has to say. <laughs> that would be a great place to start. Maybe that's a different podcast uh, for another day. But I just don't. I'm I, I'm 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 preaching this stuff to myself so that I don't get overwhelmed with what's going on in life right now. I'm 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 passing through. My I'm I'm out of here. My life is half over. Maybe it's more than half over, uh, but i'm just tem- I'm just passing through, so that helps me. It also helps me number two not to get sidetracked, not to chase stupid stupid ideas or fantasies or 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 to get off track chasing money or pleasure or like when when you think about you know being a temporary resident and 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 one day you're gonna be stand before God, like you live wisely, you live in reverent fear. Like, you, you, you don't fall into the lies of the devil that tries to get you to chase some sort of physical pleasure or, or, or some, some shiny object or some get-rich-quick scheme or, or, you know, your, your hope is not in anything of this world. So, so you don't get sidetracked. You stay on the right track. So many people get off track. I had a friend of mine ask me not too long ago, how is it that you seem to stay on the right track year after year after year after year? And honestly, there's probably a lot of answers to that. But the reality is that I'm looking into the Bible every single day, thinking about stuff like this. First Peter chapter one, like be a temporary resident, live in reverent fear of God. You're just passing through, and that stuff keeps me focused. And then this third one is a third benefit of living as a temporary resident. Is, it just keeps me close to God. It just keeps the intimacy between me and Jesus. That this time on earth is going to come to an end, maybe sooner than early, early uh, sooner than later. I wear a ring on my finger, i it's it's a Greek saying. Um, it says "memento mori." It means you could die today. I mean, I hope I live till I'm 80 some years old. I'll see my grandkids, rate you know, grow up and all that stuff, have influence in their life, and continue to help people. But I could die today. I'm, I'm like my, my time here is temporary. My time in eternity is forever. And so, because uh, I know I'm a temporary resident. My focus is on meeting God. My focus is standing before the judgment seat of God, having Him evaluate my life, and then based on that evaluation, uh, give me a job or a role or some sort of responsibility in heaven. I I hope our listeners understand this, that in heaven, and maybe we'll do a whole different podcast on this, but in heaven, there are levels of authority. There is a society, there is structure, there is organization, there is... That we will work. We will have responsibilities. We will have authority. God, we're not going to be hanging around on the clouds singing "Amazing Grace," you know, for ten thousand years. We're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so many people have that idea of heaven that uh, we're just going to walk around on streets of gold and look at each other. I don't know. We're, we're actually—it's not true. Like heaven, actually, when all is said and done, is going to be a society on earth where we will live and we will have jobs and roles and responsibilities. So what is earth all about? What is this life all about? Well, this life is sort of a, a, a test run to see or can God trust you? How much authority can he give you? Uh, how did you prove yourself? Where did you prove irresponsible? Uh, and then based on how we live this life, God is going to reward us in heaven and give us our role that we will have for eternity. So, Wow, that gives this life tremendous meaning. No wonder Peter says, live with reverent fear, because God is going to judge you and reward you based on on what you do. Live as temporary residence. Those are some benefits to me. Hey, this stuff has been encouraging my heart to keep my focus so I don't get overwhelmed, so I don't get distraction. distracted, uh, become overly anxious, overly angry, uh, which, which seems to be... Um, um, a pandemic today <laughs> of anger and violence and hatred. And so maybe this will help you today. Hopefully it will. Um, that's all I got for you today. Hey, if you like this podcast, you know, tag it, tweet it, whatever you guys do on social media. Uh, you can if you, uh, if you don't have a church, you can go to eclife.org and check us out there. We've got, uh, several different locations you can check out, uh, or you can watch us online. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can, you can, uh, do that through email, um, on the website. My email is danderson at eclife.org, or I'm also on Twitter, Instagram. You can reach me there as well. Hey, I hope this was a blessing to you guys and, um, be encouraged. You are a temporary resident. Live as one. God bless you guys. We'll see you next month.